Yo, it's Tyvan, aka Teddy Crucifix, aka your pastor's favorite rapper. We got Baba L. Cogdale on the drum machine. And this is He's the Pastor, I'm the Rapper. Bro, why you always say drum machine? This ain't no drum machine. What is it? That's a podcasting machine. All right, we got Bowen L. Cogdale on the drum machine. Bro, hit me with the Bowen. He called me Bowen. <laughs> but yeah, we here. We got a new setup. Yeah. We ain't quarantining no more. We supposed to. But we should be. We here. We broke the laws of quarantining <laughs> for this guest that we have today. You know what I'm saying? But he quarantining. He, he, he social, socially distancing Is away he? from us. From us, he is. Oh, from us. Yeah. yeah. He like he he takes it so serious. He's in a whole nother state. Yeah. So he, you know, we was like, we was gonna fly him out, we was gonna flew him out. First yeah, class. he was gonna get flued out, but he didn't even want to. You he know? didn't want to. So he was like, nah, I gotta respect, you know, the social distancing law. So yeah. Yeah. So every once in a while, man, you know, we want to be a podcast that is uh just being authentic and we're not gonna go out. Uh, at least right now, and try to get interviews and stuff with people who we don't know and jump into things that we don't really know about because we're not the media. We're just people who like to talk about these particular issues. But where we already have relationships, we will take advantage of those relationships. And we got a brother on here that y'all have heard from before, but we wanted to make sure we gave him his due, gave him his flowers while he could smell them. What, what uh, Noriega be saying? Give me flowers while you can smell them. Something while you... Oh, you don't watch that. Thank Never you. mind. But anyway, uh, <laughs> man, roll out who we who we talking to today. Hey, man. So listen here. We got the illustrious. Illustrious? The special. The special. Bethune-Cookman Wildcat. <laughs> Mountain. <laughs> Mountaineer. Mountain Lion. African-American. Christian hip-hop. Lamar Riddick. Yes, sir. Now, for the people that saying, who is Lamar Riddick? You about to get to know him. I hear a whole lot of yap. I see a whole lot of capping. Gotta get free of this noose. I gotta go and get loose. I ain't got nothing to lose. So I ain't got nothing to prove. It's Riddick. That was for you, because you said ones and twos. All right, you got it. But Lamar Riddick, what's up, big dog? What's going on, y'all? Hey, man. We just happy to be here like you. You got to be, hey, move your fist so we can see your smile. I know, man. You know, you know, you got some pretty teeth. Come on, man. <laughs> nah, man, let the people know who you are. I mean, like like Byron said, we already talked to you before, but I think it was over the phone. So yeah. like people, they, they, they didn't get to see, your, see face your face. They didn't get to experience the beauty that is a part of your facial structure. <laughs> So, no man. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Um, my name is Lamar Riddick. I am originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, attended Bethune Cookman University. Was in the marching band there. Relocated to Morgantown, West Virginia after graduation, where I currently serve as a program assistant for the WVU School of Music. And uh, yeah, Christian hip hop artist, married, and uh, just been making moves, man. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. You gave the whole mini rundown uh i'd love to ask you more questions about that the first time i met you um we already told the story but the first time i met you was on the campus of bethune cookman i think and then at church a church that we attended at the time um and one of the things that i connected with the most is one yeah you are from fort lauderdale but you also have north carolina connections right yes tell us about those yeah, so um, I was born in North Carolina. I 
was raised there with my mom and my grandma. Uh, pretty much from first grade up until like eighth grade. But even then, I was back and forth between Florida. Like third grade, I was in Florida. Fourth grade, Florida. Fifth grade, Florida. Sixth, seventh, North Carolina. Eighth, back to Florida. Ninth, it was crazy. But um, yeah, man, a lot of my close family um is in uh Elizabeth City, North Carolina. So definitely shout out to the two five two for me. Yeah, man. They ain't want you to go to Elizabeth City State. Uh no, nah, man. I had to go to the other one. <laughs> I had to go to Bethune, man. My it. mom actually worked there for. Eight years, I think. Yeah. What's interesting is, man, yeah. you, um, Elizabeth City State has a music tech program, too. I know that because wow. they tried to get me to come to Elizabeth City State. They tried to sell me on that. They were like, look, man, you could be a drum major and you could be like one of the lead people in this Elizabeth City State music tech program. And I was like, man, ain't nobody moving to Elizabeth City <laughs> to go to college. Yeah. So. That's true. I guess an, and another fun fact, too. And I'm pretty sure Lamar remembers this, but he was the first Christian hip hop artist I met locally. And do you remember this, bro? It was at the um, it was the talent show, and I just started doing yes, Christian bro, rap. I never forget that. That's I what would we, never forget that. And we, that's what we met, and he was a student at Cookman then. So yeah, yeah, man, that's why I met Lamar. At. That's dope. So, bro, how did you get into Christian hip hop? How did you get into hip hop? Period. Like, you know, Ty tells his story. Uh, big uh, influence on him was Biggie. Yeah, which was crazy because he couldn't even listen to Lil Bow Wow, but he could listen to Biggie. Or you, I wasn't supposed to, to be Biggie. listening to Biggie. Yeah. You know, um, and then for me, like I've been in hip hop. I mean, not in hip hop, but I've been a fan of hip hop probably since I was like five. But like, man, how did you get introduced to hip hop? And then how did you kind of roll into uh, the Christian hip hop space? Um, man. <sighs> so originally, I go back to it. My cousin uh, Jamie. He would play hip hop like back then, you know, you had, uh, it wasn't a Walkman, it was a CD player then, but, you know, CD players and we'd be like taking these family trips and he'd always be playing me like Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? Like when he was on and different music like Master P and all that. So that's when I was exposed to it. But then once I started listening to it, like my favorite rapper, you know what I'm saying, uh, before I got saved, of course, but was 50, 50 Cent. Like I've, I've always loved 50 Cent, like just his raw, his rawness, his ruggedness, he won't try to be nobody else. He won't try to be cute. He just was him. And once I got saved, you know, um, my uncle really just took me under his wing and just kind of like shepherded me. He was like, look, I know you love, you know, rap, you know what I'm saying? But the stuff that they're talking about is not going to be pleasing to the Lord. And he kind of discipled me with that. And I was like, well, shoot, well, what the crap am I supposed to listen to? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't like no other stuff. And he sent me a cross movement CD for like my birthday <laughs> and bro i wore that cd out boy i wore it out and fanatic was my favorite because i love his wordplay and wow. how he would like have you thinking on every bro i love fanatic bro you couldn't tell me nothing about him and so that's how it took off man you know what i'm saying just my uncle being obedient and refocusing you know my gift onto uh music that glorified him yeah you know it makes a lot of sense that you know, your first introduction into Christian hip hop is uh, cross movement. Cause I feel like now the dots are starting to connect for me. Like I hear your music, I hear what you're putting into the music and what you want people to get from the music. And now that I hear cross movement as an influence, I'm like, ah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Cause you don't, yeah. I mean, for anybody who hasn't heard uh, Riddick's music, Lamar Riddick's music, it's not 
he he ain't playing around with the ball. He's not At sprinkling all. a little Jesus in there. <laughs> it's not laced with Jesus. Like it's Jesus music. Like it's about Jesus, and he's getting right to it when it comes to that. So cross movement makes sense, man. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I guess in the high school, well, you, you told us how you got into rap, but like, do you, were you in band in high school? Or even middle school, like how how did that get started? Because I know I know being in the band was a big part of you know your musical journey. Yeah, so um, when I was in Carolina, uh, I was in band probably in what was that? What grade was that? Sixth grade. Um, you know, I've always loved instruments. You know, what I'm saying I always wanted to play the drums originally, but I actually ended up playing trumpet uh, sixth grade year because my teacher she was like, hey, if you want to play drums, you got to play a wind instrument first which is pretty dope. And once I moved to Florida, um, I came a little bit late. I couldn't join band because I moved in the middle of the year or something like that. And then Piper High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, they had a couple of seniors or upperclassmen rather come out, make a presentation about why you should join, you know, band in high school. And they played. And I was like, oh, oh, bro, I'm about to be on this drum line. You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely want to be on this drum line. And, uh, you know, I've been banging on pots and pans since I was young and stuff. And so anyway, went to Piper High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where I auditioned for, the, you know, the band, got in debt. I pretty much started off as, the, to me, I felt like I was the worst player. I, what people say I wasn't, but I felt like I was the worst player on the combine. Like, I couldn't really be you like that. And by the time senior year, I was a section leader, best musician in the school. And, um, yeah, I was in the band, chorus, drama, uh, glee club gospel choir like everything in the arts man it was amazing hold on man you're not gonna run past that I, did you know Your boy he, was in the glee club i had no clue he was in the glee club. i was in that joint man bro so you did a glee club you were the drama did club did you do and the fame choir? i can live it forever <laughs> did you do all of that they didn't say that they did sing that. Now, the thing with the Glee Club, I think I like I dabbled. Like, I wasn't a full member because there were some people that just specialized Oh, he's trying it. to clean it but, up like, now. If they need extra... No, 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 I'm not. I mean, I'm keeping the bug. <laughs> but, um, you know, if they needed some people like to, that could sing to fill in, I would go in. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah. I dig it. I, I didn't know. I, but, I like Byron is saying, hearing your story, it makes sense because yeah. you can hear all this stuff in your music because... You don't just rap in your music. Yeah. You, you put harmonies in your singing. And you like, I hear a whole lot of trap. Like, you sang. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Of course, I'm not saying like he's Luther Vandross singing, y'all, but you could tell he's, yeah, he's experimenting, doing a lot of. You know, I was things. going to ask about that too. I was going to wait till we got to the music portion. My fault, bro. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, you know, we vibing, man. But I was listening to the latest track you got out and I was listening to the background vocals. I'm like, was he singing on oh, these background vocals? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he was singing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, so it's like to, to hear all of that, it makes sense. I, I never knew these things, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so band, I'm I'm guessing, is what got you to Cookman. Okay, so band got you to Cookman. Oh. And if nobody knows about Bethune Cookman's band, it is not, it's not sweet. Like it ain't <laughs> like you can just walk up and you know, yeah, just get yeah, into Cookman's yeah. band. So we are a 300 plus uh, uh, musician band. Um, it's a lot of people on the field. There are a lot of spots. There are a lot of, you know, if you've seen Drumline, 
it's a lot like that, but probably a lot more uh, intense. Intense, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Intense. So, so what was that experience like? You know, you coming and being a part of a band as big as Bethune's, but also as serious and intense as Bethune's band. Yeah, um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a not. I can't really say culture shock because my band director went to Bethune, so he prepped us in a mind state of what it would make you know be like. I think the biggest challenge was just like it was like a reset again. Like, you know, what I'm saying freshman year, I kind of started off as one of the weakest players. You know, um, you know, I didn't make my instrument particularly. I wanted to play snare, and and it and it just so happened that my specific year, like all the snare players were like stupid Fine. nasty. Yeah. I don't, now I'm talking about it was like they kept saying like bro this is one of the best snare classes we've ever had. Who was there? Who was who was there when you were there? Like who was who was um section leader of snares and all that? It was Aaron Fields, oh, yeah. Travis Mason, um and then uh uh Dontavious, you know, Seymour. Yeah, yeah. That's not his last name. Pudge, yeah, Seymour. That's his last name. Okay, okay, yeah. Um Rick Oglesby. Yeah, you know, um All on fire. Michael Redding. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like, bro, everybody, we like everybody in my freshman class, you know, James Scruggs, uh, uh, Donald Watts, these these guys are actually professional drummers now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. so, like, I'm competing with, like, not just college, you know, if it was just a college line, I would have easily made this down. These dudes are already professional. Like, Donald, Don, uh, yeah, Snoopy Watts, but he was already endorsed by a symbol company. Right. Us walking into college. Yeah. You feel me? Like, stuff like that. I'm like, what the crap? But anyway, so it was just like, oh, here we go again. You know what I'm saying? I got to start from the bottom. And, but, you know, by that time, man, just like Mr. Wells, how he conducts the band, um, Mr. Ore, Mr. James Portier, and, um, you know, just the staff, man, like they really pull a lot out of you. You know, the competitive edge, like you don't just walk on the field. If you're on the field, it's because you earned it or mm. we trust you enough to put you out there. Yeah. Um, and, and so I credit a lot of my grind from a musician standpoint, from Bethune Cookman, um, we had limited resources, but maximum results. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and that's one thing I, I really credit to that band, man. So shout out to the Wildcats, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you already know. I get excited anytime we get a chance to talk about a band. Um, so I and I and that was like some of the first conversations we had because I was a former drum major of the band, and you were in the band at the time. So. Uh, yeah, I know it's it's competitive, yeah. and I can see how that rolls over into what you're doing now. And even then, like, um, you know, you talk about coming into Bethune and having to compete in that way. When did you start competing from a music aspect, like from your artistry, your, you know, what you do as a rapper? Um, Man, I mean, I came straight out of the gate, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, that's one thing that my, and that's the cool, like, that's the cool thing. Like, so our class was so, like, talented. So we were all competing in a different way. So there were some people that just, that marching snare, the marching band feel like that was kind of like their profession. And we weren't touching it. But when it came to the studio, they weren't touching me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Talk your talk. Or when it came to the drum set. Yeah, you know, when it came to the drum set, we weren't touching that person. You know what I'm saying? So it was like that that was the cool thing about it. And so I think we all came in with that competitive edge of finding our uniqueness early. Because you found out everybody was talented, you're gonna have to choose something because you ain't gonna be good at everything around here. Right. We got more than enough people that can step up and each thing. 
And so, uh, yeah, so freshman year, man, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to rap and make music and everything else, you know, was provided from there, man. I dig it. So you being that cook, man, didn't you, you release your debut I, I wouldn't say debut album. I'll let you say that, but you released an album at Cookman, correct? Like how? So yeah. Like, like how, how was that process? Like you know, being I can only imagine being in the marching one hundred, then being a student. That's already enough stress in itself. So with all of that going on, you still found the time to not only be a rapper and drop an album, but you was you were dedicated to it. Your church too. You played drums at your church, correct? At the same time. Yeah. So how did you how did you manage all of that, and what was the process of you know going through releasing that album while still being a student? Yeah, man, it was uh, it was challenging. You know, it was very challenging, and it taught me a lot about uh, time management. Um, you know, you got your so much stuff you got to practice. That that was the thing. Like being a music major is not just work. You feel me? Like it's a lot of skill training that you can't put down on paper how much hours it's going to take. Because it varies from person to person. You know, me, I was a little, not, I'm not a slow learner. I'm not going to say that. It's just, I was surrounded by people that were just really superior at learning. Yeah. I felt like a slow learner. But now that I'm out, I'm like, no, I actually learned very quick, quicker than everybody that I meet. But being that, um, yeah, it was challenging, man. Trying to book studio time. We only had a limited amount of studios. We had one big one, which was really for the upperclassmen, senior projects. And then we had 119. You feel me? Like, that's just a studio room. It's only one. It's like 25 different music texts. My class hated me. I had that joint booked months in advance. <laughs> I had the time filled out. You will not. That's why I talk about the competitive edge. I'm like, okay, you have to fight me for studio time because I'm trying to cut an album. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was tough, bro. It, it was tough, but man, glory to God, it got done. You know, um, I would say it's my debut project because I feel like if I did a debut album, now you know what i'm saying like a legit album it would be a totally different perspective of who i am as an artist versus then gotcha um but yeah i dig it and that's why I, i'm gonna let you go that, that's why i was weary of that because I, I i know you you wouldn't you know deem that as your debut album but that was a project that i know you worked hard on and it was a good project yeah it was a great yeah. project yeah both of us still have music from that project yep so. That's awesome, man. Uh, thank you, man. I, I feel like we're a little biased, man, because we've known you for so long. But, man, for the people who don't know you or maybe have just gotten on to you in the last few years, man, like walk us through how you have kind of really made your way in this space of Christian hip hop. Like, how did you how do you feel like you made your entrance or do you feel like you've made your entrance? Um, Man, look. I'm kind of over the title, bro. You know, I'm kind of over the drama talk because, like, at the end of the day, like, nothing has changed as far as my why of what I do. You know, I think the only thing that's changed is the people with these platforms trying to determine what Christian hip hop is going to be from year to year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and <laughs> so I don't know if I have because I don't know what I'm in anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I made my mark in the CHH of which I was you know, kind of aiming for when I release On Fire, Mm -hmm. right? But this new, you know, um, CHH, you know, um, it's it's different. It's different, man. I I keep it a book. A lot of this stuff is going towards just, you know, a lot of Christian artists just trying to look like the world, bro. I keep Mm -hmm. it a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one's comfortable in their own skin they feel like they have to 
relate, but identify with. You know what I'm saying? And there's just a difference there. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to support someone, but it's another thing trying to become them. You know, and so anyway, man, I think I've done enough to gain respect from anyone that meets me, um, whether that's behind the scenes or on the track. But at this point, I don't even care. Mm. I, I don't like I don't care no more. Like I stopped caring like years ago, honestly, because Stop like, caring. even when I meet my favorite artists. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Stop caring about the space or like the genre or just stop caring no, my about people's perspective. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I stopped caring about people's perspective of where I'm at in my career. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, that's why that the EP, which we'll talk about nothing to prove kind of, you know, spawn because I'm like, I don't care, man. I don't care if I have or have not quote unquote made it. Like God just did something huge for me that no one, whatever thing would be possible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. that's the guy that I serve. That's the guy that I make music for. Yeah. You know, and so I'm just free, man. I'm just really free, bro. Like, so I'm sorry that's kind of like a, a cliffhanger like response, but <laughs> this is where I'm at. Bro, that's not a cliffhanger. Man. I get it, bro. I, I get it. And if you that's watch our if you watch our pod, man, I think we would agree with you on so many of those instances. Like we we feel some of those same frustrations. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to walk back and say, like, man, who are we doing it for? Like, what are we doing it for? And yep. who are we doing it for? So, man, um, man, I feel like there's so much more we need to get to. So let's let's just, man, two things. Well, I'll talk about what you do right now. And then Ty's going to roll us into what you're about to be doing. Okay. So, you know, I'm just going to okay. put it out there. You know, in this rap game, you know, people, people treat rappers like especially like chh rappers or um let me stop using those terms because they're gonna eat us up if i keep talking chh but a lot of the christian artists that are out there or artists who are christian who are out there they don't realize man we're regular people we got regular jobs we got families all of that type stuff and i respect what you do as a man even if you weren't doing this particular thing but i i really think that more people should know what you do uh, you mentioned it in the beginning, but man, kind of walk us through West Virginia and you being on staff with the band at West Virginia. And I mean, y'all are y'all are a decent size school and y'all get TV time and y'all get all of that. You're a part of that process, man. So tell us about that. Also talk about the yeah, conflict of, a conflict of interest with him being a, a, a wildcat. And a man, it's a different world. But anyway, go you go ahead. <laughs> Oh man, so yeah, um, man, it's it's a blessing, bro. Um, because I moved up here, I was doing a certain job, didn't like it, and you know, God kind of had His hands on this position waiting for me because the last person that was in it had it for five years, and the person before that had it for thirty. So like, the turnover for this position was very rare, wow. and so that's how I knew God's hand was on it anyway. But anyway, um, the students are amazing, man. Shout out to WVU's, um, you know, marching band. Um, the pride of WVU and uh, pride of West Virginia, rather pride of West Virginia. And bro, it's just been really a blessing to be a part of these kids journeys from the other side, you know what I'm saying? Cause being in the band and now I'm kind of the administration side. And um, for me, I handle all the logistics there. So finances, um, you know, receipts, reconciliations, um, logistics, travel, lodging, food, coordinating like I do all that stuff for 300 and some people like pretty much every week wow. um 
yeah, and obviously the football games are fun. You know, get to be on the field and watch a D1 team. And the Big 12, you got Oklahoma, you got Texas. So it's some really cool, you know, um, experiences that you get from it, man. Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of my experience there at WVU. And just the staff, the School of Music, have just been so supportive of my career. Like, that's one thing that I cannot replace is just have an employer that supports a job that has nothing to do with them. You know, and they've shown me a lot of grace there, and that's one reason I'm so loyal to this this program. Is they just really respect what I do, and uh, but yeah, man. So that's the experience there at WVU. Man, well, listen, I know that's a dope experience, and we want to thank you for sharing that. Now, the one thing we've all been waiting for, or at least me and Byron. Yeah. So a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago, because me and Byron are your homies, we saw something that you shared on you know social media networks. This man, Lamar Riddick, is the first hip-hop artist in the Army. No, 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 no. Hold on. We're going to run that back a little bit. I'm sorry. Because y'all need to know this. <laughs> Look, I'm about, to, I'm about to talk that talk a little bit. You know, anybody who's been anybody who has been a musician, anybody who's been a part of a marching band, they know that there are cream of the crop bands out there. And, and when you are a musician, you have heard or even thought about uh, bands like the Air Force Band, the Navy Band, and the Army Band. Only the cream of the crop musicians make it That's into true. these bands. The people who will go into these bands are in these bands for years and years because their gifting is so high and, and they're so dedicated to this particular cause. And Lamar Riddick. Yes. has become the very first hip-hop artist Talk. that has not only been a part of a uh, the Army band, <laughs> but if you can correct me if I'm wrong, a part of any military band. <laughs> so somebody put your hands together and give them some props for that. That's what oh. I want to hear. <laughs> well, you should have introduced that. I'm sorry, sir. Hey, before you speak, my brother, I apologize for my lackluster you know, response. But he did a good job. So go ahead and talk on it, my brother. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, nah, thank you guys. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the Army Field Band, they have multiple genres. They have rock, um, country, classical. Uh, I think Latin is something that they're starting to. And so they wanted to expand their genres to reflect the country. You know what I'm saying? They're like, well, we can't be sitting here saying we reflect America and not have hip hop. Like, because it's one of the, it is the biggest genre right now. You know, um, and so anyway, yeah. Uh, it's amazing, and actually, the surprise is, it's um I am one of the first. So because we, it was me and another guy, Nicholas uh, Feimster, we both got selected, and that story is a miracle in itself because the army, they only have one position, and when the government only got one position, that's it. You know what I'm saying? There ain't right. no negotiation. It ain't like it's not like a regular job where you can kind of no, like that's it. But anyway, what ended up happening, man? Me and Nick. Man, we just formed this bond, like just over a couple of days through our audition process, helping each other, freestyling together, talking about our stories and journeys. And we was like, man, you know what, bro? It'd be dope to do this together. Like if they would somehow let us both in, bro. And so what ended up happening after like a eight hour deliberation, um, they thought we both did so well. They loved our chemistry and how we both brought unique things to the army. They took away one of the other positions from another genre and they made two available for us oh wow because they said our audition was they said the best audition they ever seen hmm. like 
we we totally blew them out of the water. That's what they said to us. Wow. And anyway, um, they told us that they wanted us. Me and Nick were just like out the roof because we didn't think that was possible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know we prayed on it. And so now we're both the the first. You know, so it's accurate whether you say him or me. We are both the first. You oh, know, yeah. and so um, yeah, man, it's amazing. Shout out. God is good, man. Shout out to Nicholas Feimster. Yes. Right. Yes. Where is he from? Yes, sir. He's from uh, Maryland. Shout out to Nick. Man, we, we are appreciative for you. Uh, we're happy for both of y'all. So, I mean, with, I know you, you said you started January, right? Well, I'm basically training you and Nick. Y'all we'll started start. in, in January, yep. correct? So, do you have any idea of what you may be doing? Like, any possible insight you could give us on, like, you know, what what, what are you going to be doing, you and Nick, We we you both started January? Uh, cutting our hair. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. You gotta cut that hair off, buddy. Had <laughs> that flat face. Yeah, out there looking clean. Speaking of your hair, like extremely stuff. clean right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and show. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to Jewel, Jewel Thomas. She's the homegirl uh, here in Morgantown. Hit her up for braids if you're ever in West Virginia. She's amazing. She can do anything. But um, but yeah. So we definitely be getting our hair cut first. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much, you know, physical training, you know, um, artillery training, you know what I'm saying? How to use a firearm, stuff like that. Um, probably some of the chain of command things and structure, infrastructure of the army, how it works. It probably teaches all that stuff. And, you know, um, and you know, it's funny, man, I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. Like, I'm not really that worried about it because this is the one time in my life probably since I was eight years old that I only had to focus on one thing. Mm. Mm. That's fire. You, you get what I'm saying yeah, here? Yeah. Like literally God is suspending all of my responsibilities, even down to the core of, of marriage. I won't be able to like call, but like once a week talk to my, you know, my wife, you know what I'm saying? But stripping everything away, right? Which I know is going to make me closer to him anyway. And I know me and Nick are going to be really close. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we get the privilege to go together, which is very rare. Again, once again, once you are um, enlisted, they can ship you whenever, however. Right. So we had to go into a delayed entry program. We had to get letters from our employers. I had to go to the dean of the School of Music, or dean of the Creative Arts Center, to get a letter from him to the Army saying that they needed me to stay until January. Nick had to do the same thing with his employer. We had to give that stuff to our recruiters, two different um, ch chain of commands and sync that up and God worked it out so we both fly out together to the same place. Wow. So just, yeah, just that God has just been all over this thing. Um, but yeah, man, so um, stripping all those responsibilities away and going to basic training, it may feel more liberating than hindering for most people. You know, for me versus most people because like I average on balancing like six things a day on average, you know? And so it's like, all I gotta do is wake up and do what y'all tell me to do. I don't have to worry about coming home, trying to finish this song and prepare for that performance. And then set up the merch shop from six until 12 AM, get my interns right. And I just gotta do what y'all tell me to do. Get in shape, learn this information. And then I'm getting paid to rap. So, so will you suspend you know? 
will you suspend your current career? Like, at, at, like, will you stop putting out music? Will you stop recording? Are you strictly going to focus on your army duties or, or, you know, like, what is that going to look like? Yeah. So when you're in basic, I, I ain't got no access to nothing. This is basic for like just being a soldier. Oh, okay. Right? And once yeah. you, yeah. Once you learn how to be a soldier, right. You graduate and then you do your special duty as a soldier. And that's, that's what happens. So after we graduate, you know, we'll go to Maryland and then that's when we'll start working on music and really getting into the bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those 10 weeks, I won't be doing no music. So Dang I have it. to, you know, prep everything. Well, hopefully they send you to Fort Benning. Where's that? Is that Georgia? Uh, Georgia. Yeah. Fort Benning. Nah, we're nice. going to Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. Sweet right. yeah. home, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma's an interesting place. But uh, yeah, cool. That's awesome, man. For real? I'm yeah. <laughs> I grew up so I grew up in a military city, so I'm I'm kind of familiar with a little bit of, of that stuff. Um, I hadn't made it to the, the service, but proud of you, man. Proud of you. We gotta salute <laughs> you now. Officer Lamar Rick. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, do we have any closing remarks? Yeah, no, we actually have uh, like one or two more things to talk about. So we've talked about a lot about your life, but we haven't really talked about a lot of, of his music. Um, man, I've been listening to some of your newer stuff. And obviously I got some of your older stuff saved, but man, talk, tell us about your current music, the stuff you have out, what people can listen to, uh, what people should listen to. Yeah, man. So we just released um, EP, Nothing to Prove. Um, obviously on all digital platforms uh, for streaming and yeah man it just came out of a place of you know just understanding that you're free when you realize you have nothing to prove except to God you know and it's just so liberating <laughs> you just be you it's yeah. like okay I put this song out like even with the project itself right because I, ha- I was doing the army process that I didn't reveal I didn't really have a lot of time to promote and push it because I had to I had the priorities you know but I'm like, yo, I don't got nothing to prove. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mean no deadlines. Like, I can promote this whenever because there's always new people to listen to it. So the music will always be new to someone. Yes. So, like, you see what I'm saying? Just like that mindset of being free took a lot of pressure off me. So, like, I'm going to promote it before I go to basic. But, uh, yeah, that's the um, that's the new EP, man. And, uh, yeah, you should listen to all of the songs. Yeah. <laughs> listen so, to all the songs, man. On all streaming platforms, right? Yes. Okay. Nothing to prove on all streaming platforms. If you are somebody who is a part of the Pastor Rapper family, go and stream that right now. Right now. Matter of fact, go just put it on repeat. You can turn you first listen to it about three times and then put it on repeat. And then you can put it on mute or whatever you gotta do. But get them streams up, man. Put right them, get them streams to the place where they're supposed to be. And not just because he's our homie. But because it's quality music. Like a lot of times y'all write in the comments that y'all want suggestions about Christian rappers, about rappers who have good content, rappers who love the Lord. This man is all three of those. Uh, and I love the project. I think it's a great project, man. He has nothing to Thank prove. Thank you, man. Nothing he, else to prove. You got a little bit to prove. You got to go through basic training. You got something to prove. He ain't got nothing to prove. You, you, could, you could fail. You missing. You, you missing. He got nothing to prove because God got him. I can't get no help in this church. Yeah, this ain't a church. So, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so last but not least, uh, you know, we're in Florida. We're sitting in a place that uh, we're not even going to talk about where we're sitting, but we're in Daytona Beach, Florida, and you will be in Florida in about a week and a half, right? Yes. 
Man, tell us about performing at one of the biggest platforms for Christian hip hop artists ever in Flavor Fest. You'll be performing next Saturday or or the Saturday of Flavor Fest. So tell us about that. Tell yeah. us how you got there and if you're excited and things that you're looking out for. Talk that talk. Yeah, man. Um, so I've, I've, you know, I've applied several times to perform, never got selected, but I have attended a couple times. And it's been a, um, a beautiful experience. You know, it's just, it's big old workshop to, to build the body of Christ up and to, you know, present knowledge too, you know, just as an artist, you know, how to navigate, you know, the industry. And it's just always been so rejuvenating going. Um, and to be able to be on stage next to some of my favorite artists and friends that I know now, um, it's amazing. And I understand God's timing now, mm. you know, because all this pressure, like, like a whole bunch of things that I wouldn't have been able to handle if I was given this platform even a year ago. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm ready now. Like, I'm I'm not nervous, nothing, because like God has put us through the ringer, man. You know, performing in the band of buildings, performing in front of two people that half, one of them is drunk, other one's on the way. You know, performing in front of just so many people. And now to come to a place where people want to hear about the Lord, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like almost heaven. You feel me? Like, because most of the time I'm performing in areas where people may or may not believe in Jesus, which is where we're supposed to be. But it's always cool to come home to the church and do it. And everybody can be focused on the Lord as well. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to see y'all too, because I know Koo's going to be there. Yeah, man. But this ain't about us. This is about Lamar Riddick right now. <laughs> you can catch Lamar Riddick, October 7th, Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. The Flavor Fest. Flavor Fest. And just so y'all, for the people that don't know how big this fest is. It's huge. Um, they have brought you artists such as KB. KB. You would not know about KB if it wasn't for Flavor Fest mm. last time. Artists such as Social Club. Yeah. And many, many others. So many this is more. a big thing, man. So, Hey, I'm happy to see my dog perform. Yeah. If y'all in the Tampa area, I, I, it was October 7th through the 9th, bro, ain't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. 7th through the 10th. I'm sorry. Yep. October 7th through the 10th. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, and now it's not free, so go ahead and register. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to pop up and see Lamar uh, perform, go ahead and check that out, man. And and if you want to get in for free, just go to the door and tell them that you're a non-Christian, but you want to hear about Jesus for the first time, and I'm sure they'll let you in. But make sure you do it on a Saturday night because that's what Lamar performs. But if you are a Christian and you're lying, then you know, you got to deal with hilarious. the Lord. You're going to have something to prove to the Lord. <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure, brother. Man, you know, we got love for you. You know, we were happy that you jumped in with us on the last pod. But, um, man, we wanted to just kind of give you your just due and give you space to talk about the things that are important to you. And it's still so much we didn't get to, like your wife and your family, all that type stuff. But but we're just happy to have you on. You're a friend to us. And we want to make sure that our friends, the friends of the podcast, know you well. So salute to you, my brother. You, um, any last words? And you shouldn't be asking me that, Lamar. Is there anything that you want to get out before we end this podcast? Because again, it's about you, my brother. We give you your flowers right now. Anything you want to say? Um, man, just thank you. You know, thank you to everyone that's that's been following, listening to you all, um, and that's been supporting me. You know, it doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, you know, follow me on social media at Lamar Riddick Music, L A M A R R I D D I C K. And uh, we'd love to engage with you guys, man. But love y'all. Hey, man, love you too. So.
You know what I'm saying? It's another episode of He's the Pastor on the Rapper Podcast featuring our brother, Lamar Riddick. We got Byron L. Cockbell on the podcast machine. Yes, sir. All right. And if you see my beautiful face and you want to continue to follow this beautiful face, you can follow me at I am Tyvan on all social media platforms. Yes. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. All three. Do all that. It helps mm-hmm. the algorithm. Get our <laughs> subscribers up. Help us to get paid on YouTube. If you're listening to podcast land hey. via iTunes, Apple Music, leave us a review. The more reviews you leave, you help people find us organically. You ain't got to pay us nothing. Just leave a review. People can find us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Social currency. You know what I'm saying? Digital Byron, currency. Talk to these people. Yeah, my name is Byron L. Cogdale on everything, literally everything. LinkedIn, uh, Black Planet, MySpace, <laughs> everything. I'm Byron L. Cogdale. That's just who I am. So you can follow me on any of those platforms. But if you don't want to follow me, that's fine. I just ask that you would follow Identity Daytona. That's Go the ahead. church that we get to serve. Identity Daytona on all social platforms. And don't forget, follow Lamar Riddick on all platforms. Lamar Riddick Music. And go stream his project, Nothing, Nothing to, to prove. prove. All right. This is the He's the Pastor. I'm the Rapper Podcast. And I'm the Rapper. He's the Pastor. Amen. Until next time. <laughs> I see a whole lot of capping. Gotta get free of this noose. I gotta go and get loose. I ain't got nothing to lose, so I ain't got nothing to prove.